Are you maybe a little intimidated by reading the Bible? Does reading the Bible every day sound like something you want to do, but maybe you just haven't done? Or have you maybe even started a Bible plan and then stopped uh, and then not stopped again? I have a special guest, my friend Kayla, on the podcast today. Kayla is a podcast host, a Bible teacher, Christian communicator, and creative entrepreneur who offers confidence in a Christ-filled life through practical scripture, application, and simplifying how to understand the Bible. She has a passion for equipping Christians to intimately connect to Jesus, and it comes through her very own faith journey and her tragedy and loss. She has her own podcast, which I'll be on in a few months too, which is so fun, Confidence in Christ podcast. So make sure to check that out. But I'm super excited to dig into this conversation as we talk about all things Bible. And Kayla is incredible at encouraging us and equipping us to just get in the Bible. Let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Siemens, and I am so excited to have my friend Kayla Yoder with us today. Fun fact, Kayla and I met a few months ago, I don't even know when now, a few months ago at uh, our friend Rebecca George's retreats in the Smokies, which I think I've talked about here on the podcast, and we just got done recording a super fun episode on her podcast that will be out in a few months, and of course, I'll tag and you'll see it, but I'm super juiced for this conversation. So thank you so much, Kayla, for coming and being a friend and giving us all your wisdom. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. So fun. Um, to kick <laughs> us off, I've read your bio in the beginning, right? But can you give us just some fun facts about who you are that's not in your bio? Oh, that's not in my bio. I don't know if this is in my bio or not. I can't remember. But I am an avid lover of sunsets and sunrises to the point where like if I for some reason get to sleep in and my kids don't wake me up they will come wake me up and be like mom you have to come see the sunrise or we have to go watch the sunset like I just I just can't get enough of them it's one thing that like when we get to heaven I obviously Jesus is the sun but like (laughs) I hope there's still beautiful colors in the sky and I'm sure there will be but I just I love that so much I also uh fun facts love to uh, like snorkel uh, I hope to get scuba certified someday because it's just I love the sea, I love sea animals, and just all the life that God has down there. And um, that's like one of my like bucket lists. Like I have to be scuba certified, even if I'm like eighty and wrinkly under the water. Like I will be because that's my goal. <laughs> okay, but to clarify, you live in a state that is not I'm by the ocean, right? Totally landlocked. <laughs> 
completely landlocked. I'm in Indiana. Could not be farther from the ocean, but I we don't go very often. But one of these days, that will be the whole purpose of it. my trip. So we went to um, the U.S. Virgin Islands one time for an wedding anniversary, and it just oh, it just lit a fire in me. I'm like, this this is what I want oh, to do. Yeah. That's amazing. So beautiful. I- I too am a huge fan of the ocean. And you know who has like the best sunsets? Hmm. Nashville. You should come of to Nashville. course it does. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> oh. oh, friends. We were just, she was just mentioning something like, I think Nashville lives in Nashville. And I'm like, yes, come move. It's fine. Um, okay. To jump in for today, because we could do this all day. Uh, so here in the Abundant Woman Collective community and on the podcast, we've been talking since the new year, really, about um, like ways to deepen our relationship with Jesus. We've been talking about sanctification. And so I'm excited for you to bring uh, your perspective and what the Lord has shown you for that. Um, and you have a passion for reading the Bible, right? Mm, yes. Very deep. And it wasn't until recently, really. Like it just just cropped up in the last three to four years. Okay. So tell, well, now I want to hear a little bit about that and then, and then we'll jump into the the practical stuff. Oh, okay. So, um, what I've known Jesus all my life. I grew up in the church, all the things like did all the things I have been baptized since I was like eight or nine years old and just kind of did the, the things like went to church, like knew Jesus, like every once in a while I'd have like encounters with the Holy spirit but nothing like solidifying until um, three years ago, my mom got to go meet Jesus right before Christmas. And it was the most devastating loss of my life um, still to this point. And it just shook me. And because when you need something, like, who do you call? You call your mom. Like, of course you call your mom. You ask her all the questions. Like, she's got all the answers. Why not ask her? And I couldn't ask her anymore. And so I just cried out to God and I was like, who am I supposed to go to? Like, who is my new mom? And he was like, well, what you're asking me? Like, why can't you just come to me? And it was like a huge light bulb moment went off. Like, I've always gone to my mom, like always. And I can't go to her anymore. So I'm going to go to what's even better than going to my mom is going to Christ and asking him and seeking him. And through that, I just became so hungry because I I needed him. I needed that closeness. I needed that relationship to be deeper. And as I did that, I opened my Bible and I had always been taught like, oh, Bible studies are the way to go. And I had never been taught how to open scripture on my own with no kind of guide and be able to read it and understand it and get depth out of it. And so I figured, well, God told me to come to him for conversation and to just be that closeness for me. It's his book. Like, why not go to the author and see what he has to say about it? So I ended up down on my knees, just puddle of tears on the floor. Like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. Like, you have to show me. And over time, he just showed me how to open scripture, get in depth, and not necessarily at first, like how to use commentaries. That's come along down the road and things like that, but literally just opening scripture and him just illuminating and the Holy Spirit highlighting different things. And it has been a hard three years without mom, but I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I am right now if she was not in the presence of the Lord. And I'm so happy for her because I mean she she has crossed that finish line. So you was with she is with Jesus and I am just figuring out what that abundant living looks like here on earth before I go meet her someday. So it's just, it's been a interesting 
grief journey, but it has led me to so much more with Jesus. Oh, friends, I'm sorry about your mom. But yeah, she she also gets the prize. <laughs> She's there. Yeah. She's won. Oh, that's bittersweet for sure. I love, though, mm-hmm. how it prompted you to, and he spoke to you to to come to me, right? Because you hear the scriptures, right? You had Sunday school. Come to mm-hmm. me, who all who are burdened. But like you actually physically had to come to him. Like there was a point where he was who you had because he ha- also had your person. Mm-hmm. That's bittersweet and also beautiful at the same time. So yeah. since then, how like how did you start? So if I am listening and the Bible sometimes can be intimidating. It is not made to be intimidating, but we're like, this is so big. Some of it's boring. Y'all, it's really an X-rated movie. I don't really get a ton of the boring <laughs> stuff unless you're talking about like genealogy. But even yes. the genealogy has good stuff, but whatever. Anyways, that comes with time. So how did you start reading the Bible? Like what was your best tip to start? Uh, I totally get like I read the Bible with my kids and I'm like, all right, was this for real for reals like it's a bloody book it's it's so not boring um anyways the way i started was um i tried all the things i tried all the cute notebooks i think i had like a million highlighters all the cute pens oh, i bought everything so i was like this is how you do this like it's what's advertised like this must be what i need it's totally not like <laughs> you literally just need your bible and what i did yeah. was i didn't didn't start anywhere like specific I would start literally with prayer. I would just stop. I would, I need silence. So I would wait till the kids were at school or busy or outside or doing something. And I would just sit silently and just pray and talk to God about like what I was worried about, what was on my mind, um, where tomorrow was going to go, where today was going to be. And just talking to him about that. And I'm like, whatever I would kind of land on because I wouldn't just talk I would stop and listen and he would highlight like certain things maybe it was worry and it was like why are you worrying about tomorrow so after I would like I would never really say amen I would just kind of like open my eyes and be like all right I need to figure out why I'm worrying about tomorrow and I would look up all the scriptures and I started with Google (laughs) and I still use Google like all right scriptures on Uh, worrying about tomorrow what does the bible say about worrying and i would literally write down as many as i could and just stop and just like mull them over and just pray about them and ask god to reveal and give me wisdom on like why am i doing this and how can i shift and and trust you more because it ended up being a trust issue and so then i would the next day like once my time was up or my kids were like all right you can't sit quietly anymore we need you i would shut my (laughs) bible and just kind of Again, keep that in my mind all day long. Like, I just need to trust. Like, I need to not worry because Jesus tells me so many times not to worry. And then I would just morph it into the next day. I'm like, okay, like we talked about not worrying. Like, what does trust look like? And I would just study trust and take notes. And um, then that's where I first started. Now I use commentaries and concordance and all that kind of stuff to don't go even deeper. But just starting out, it was literally myself my Bible and some nice quiet prayer time to just get that good foundation of I don't need anything extra. I just need the Lord and I need his living word. That's all I need to start. Yes. And amen. So that is a permission <laughs> slip if I've ever heard one. You don't need the thing. So many times mm-hmm. our hesitancy to reading the Bible is because we have to know it. The whole point is to like, you don't know it. So that's why yeah. we read it. And then we need, like, mine doesn't look Instagram worthy. I don't have the pen to the market. 
just buy the Bible. If you need a Bible, message me, I'll get you a Bible. Like, just buy right. the Bible. And some of them even have like the, I don't know what it's called, but not um, in the back. Like if I need anxiety, I can go to anxiety and then yeah. they give you the scriptures there too. So you don't even know your phone. In fact, if you're distracted by your phone, don't use your phone. But I love that yeah. you said oh, that. Yeah. You don't need anything, but Jesus is the word. And I love that you, two points I want to, I love that I want to pull out is one, you start with prayer. Guys, ladies, mm-hmm. friends, conversation mm-hmm. with God. Like you're going to him. The point of reading the Bible is to, yes, know what it says. Yes, memorize it, but also get to know who he is. Like the mm-hmm. Bible is a full on love story. You get to know his character. You get to know who he is. You get to know what he says about you. Right. And so why not start it with a conversation? And if maybe you're distracted, some of that conversation can be, Lord, please calm my mind. Like, yeah, help me to get away from distractions. Help me to understand what I'm reading. Help me. We talked about this. Give the desire to read. Like I ask him that frequently because sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm so tired. Please keep my eyeballs open. Help me to stay Mm -hmm. awake and be invested in what I'm reading. Not a checklist to read this. I want to know who you are. Show me yourself, right? So any of those simple conversations to have while you're reading your Bible, before, after, all the things. And I also love that you said you kind you like, I don't know exactly how you say it, but basically you don't like shut your book and like you're done. So many times, especially in the beginning of yeah. the year, we're like, okay, Bible recap. What is up? I mentioned Bible recap twice today. You guys, I read my Bible recap today. It's fine. I'm safe. But <laughs> it's more like, okay, it takes me 15 minutes to read this. I'm going in chronological order. I got 15 minutes on the book. Check, right? If my mm-hmm. heart posture is to read the Bible just to get it done, I, I just don't think that's what, you know, the Lord wants from us. Kayla mm-hmm. had mentioned, like, I mule it over. I talk about it later, I, you know. So taking what you're reading and thinking about it and praying about it and talking to him all throughout the day, like, that's beautiful. You could even, guess what? Read the Bible in the afternoon or before bed <laughs> or, like, if you're having a stressful situation, right? Like, it can be all the time. Yeah. But you basically said, like, you take Jesus with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't let that be the end. Because after I got done praying and taking notes, and, like, I would write things down, I would literally stop and pray again. Like, before I'd get up to go with kids, like, I've got to not close the conversation, but be like, all right, I heard what you said, God, and I'm going to think about it. And I want you to show me all these different ways throughout my day on like that you're solidifying, you're confirming what you said, because I want to make sure I heard you right. And by golly, every single time he'd show me something. I mean, it could be a a butterfly landing on a flower or just a song on a radio. It just, he can use anything. And when he did, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm hearing God. Like this actually works. Cause I remember like so many times, like asking people like, how do you do this? How do you hear from him? And they're like, well, read your Bible. And I'm like, well, great. How do I do that? Like who teaches you that? Where yeah. is the read the yeah. Bible 101 class? There isn't. And the thing is, is it's God. Like he is the 101 class and he's all the way up to umpteenth 101 whatever you want to call it like he is everything and once he teaches you you just keep going back to him because he's every single verse is going to illuminate differently every time you read it so just keep going back it's it's so good how has reading the bible changed your day-to-day life oh in every way possible because when you read 
And you're not just reading to get knowledge. You're not just reading to check it off, not just to finish today's Bible study lesson. And you're really going in and the focus is to meet with Christ and to find out more about him. It changes how you respond. So I used to react to a lot of things like, I love my kids, but like I was a reactor. I'd snap at them and say the things and then have to apologize later because I know I wasn't supposed to. But the more I spend time in the Bible, I now respond. I stop. I listen. And then I respond appropriately instead of just going off the rails. Um, Just the way our marriage is. Our marriage is so much stronger because I'm praying for him all the time, not just when things are He disagrees with me. Like it's all the time I'm praying for him. And just friendships are completely different. Like I've realized that some friendships are seasonal. Some are forever. Some are seasonal. And that's okay. And that was really hard. But the Lord showed me that through scripture and how there were different friendships in scripture that were seasonal. And it just, it was, it's changed how I view things, how I view the world, and just how I interact with him too, how I interact with with the Lord and just so thankful and grateful. And I'm not necessarily like trying to be, but it's just part of my DNA now that like, oh my goodness, like the sunrise. I love sunrise. Like, Lord, like I know you painted that and it was so specific. Like, thank you. Like, thanks for making sure I was awake to see it or my kids woke me up to see it because I wouldn't want to miss that way that you're showing your glory to me this morning. And it just, it shifts everything if you allow it to. Oh, so good. You allow it to change your DNA is essentially like, that is so Mm -hmm. good. That's an Instagram quote. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) I feel like, (laughs) how do you, okay, how do I put this? Like, what do you do or how do you do it on the days when you just don't really feel like reading your Bible? You're tired, whatever. Mm. You just don't feel like reading your Bible. What do you do to get past that? Um, so some days I allow myself to sit in it, but not probably how you think. Like, I don't like, all right, like, I'm just not going to read it today and like be a rebel. No, I will find different ways to commune with God. So when I drive the kids to school, normally they're both there. One's home today, so I didn't get to do this. But on the way home, I turn the radio off and I just have a conversation with the Lord. I mean, I've got scripture written down and on sticky notes stuck in my car. So like I might read not while I'm driving. I do not read scripture while while I'm driving. That is not permission to do that. Don't do that. But like if I'm at a stoplight or at a stop sign, I have a little bit like I might like read like right now I have Psalms 100 in there. So like I might just read the first little line of it and just like, thank you, Lord, and talk to him about it. And um, maybe while I'm washing dishes or just different things like that throughout my day, I'll make sure I take time to talk to him about what maybe we talked about the day before. Um, But if I'm like, gosh, darn it, like I want to be in my Bible today. And I normally I pinpoint after a while, sometimes it's not instantly, that it's the enemy. And whatever God wants to reveal to me today is something super important. So I pull up my big girl pants and I tighten my armor and I pray over myself. I pray over whatever spot I'm in. I mean, if I just feel like I can't get past it, heck, I'll pull out the anointing oil and like go through the house like, fine, I'll rebuke you again if I have to. Like, get the heck out of my house. And I will, have you ever seen War Room where she like stops and opens yeah. the door and like points outside? I can't count how many times I have done, like open them. I'm like, I said, get out. And like, I take it seriously. Like we have that authority. That's what we just talked about a little bit ago. Like we have that authority and I use that. And usually by the time I'm done, I'm so pumped up. 
because I mean, the Holy Spirit's just been completely activated that when I sit down, it, I might sit down for like five or 10 minutes because I find a verse and I'm like, all right, like I'm going to take this and run with it for the rest of my day. <laughs> Let's go. So it just, it just depends on what the rest of my day looks like. But if nothing else, I make sure I'm talking to God throughout the day on what we talked about the day before or what's on my mind, because he can bring scripture to our mind, even if we're not in it. Like, that's the whole point. Like, write it on your heart, like put it on your forehead, put it on your doorpost. I might not have it word for word, but he's going to bring things to my mind. I'm like, oh, well, there it is. Like, that's what we're going to focus on today is on not being distracted and like what it means to focus on you and keep my eyes on you and just that communication is such a big key to not only reading scripture, but deepening that relationship with the Lord. I love that you mentioned the enemy because the enemy does not want you to read your Bible. Newsflash, mm -hmm. right? He does not want you to have the word inside of you. He does not want you to know that you have authority and freedom and abundance and all of that. He wants you to stay stuck, to be too busy, to be too tired, to make excuses. I'm so sorry, friends. Um, to it's know, all of these things. Why? Because women get in the word of God. They have the word of God in them. They're our unstoppable force for the kingdom. And that clearly goes against the enemy things, right? And so many times mm -hmm. I feel like in church circles, we don't talk about the enemy like as mm -hmm. if it would give him power when the truth is the enemy's power is limited and ours yeah. is not because, hi, Jesus, thank you. Um, <laughs> but when you like start to clue in like, Oh man, my kids are going crazy and I'm trying to read my Bible. Huh? Like, yeah. wonder why, you know what I mean? And you start to, then you can totally do a Kayla and start rebuking. Like we get super Pentecostal in here and mm -hmm. I'll put on worship. If I don't want to read the Bible first thing in the morning, I'm too tired. I put on worship music. I wake up my kids yep. with worship music instead of like, Hey, it's time to get up. It's we're worshiping. And then I want to read the Bible or or also, friends, I love you, and this is like a dirty word in some cultures, like America. Discipline. Right. <laughs> also a part of reading the Bible that involves discipline. I'm not talking about sit-ups. I'm talking about the creating of routine, our heart posture, not our heart posture. Our heart posture is desire, connection, deepening relationship, right? But it's creating a routine, a process, a something, a discipline to read the Bible every day. And mm -hmm. if you slip, there's grace, obviously, duh. You do it later or whatever. But so many of us miss the part that it's not just warm and fuzzies. It's not feeling. Yeah. It's not always going to be super fun. It's sometimes going to hurt a little. But it's also a consistent discipline that we get the opportunity to create. In no other religion do you get the opportunity to commune and communicate and read the Bible with the living God. Mm -hmm. I can say that because there is no other living God, right? So like we get to be women of the word. And I love that Kayla has been so encouraging that like she makes it sound so easy. And it is. It really can <laughs> be. Sorry. It's our mind. <laughs> no, no, not, in a, not in, a, in a good way. Like because our mind, our perfectionism, our am I doing this right? Am I I'm not doing it right? The enemy, right? All these things gets in the way and really the Lord just wants to spend time with you. He wants you in his word. Mm -hmm. And so you, I say it in a way that's loving. You have made it like, now Kayla uses commentaries and, you know, is like writing things and stuff. And so, but like, she wasn't always that. That's why I love testimonies. And I love hearing people's stories because you are an example of like, 
wait, I didn't, or I thought this, and now I'm doing it consistently. And now my heart has changed. My life has changed. Like, praise God. That's what we want for every woman listening and beyond, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If you had one tip, like your best tip that has changed what you do, what would that be? Or how you do it? You know what I mean? Um, I would probably say, like, just be okay coming as yourself. Like, don't think that you have to have this huge backlog of knowledge in your head about who God is. Um, Don't be afraid to come as the Christian like me who grew up in church and was never taught how to read the Bible. And I was like, don't be so afraid that like, well, God's not going to want me to meet with him now because I've, I've had all this time and I've wasted it. No, like start right now and if you miss a day it's okay like god is not looking at his watch like oh she missed her appointment again like wrong like you're gonna have to pay me anyways type of thing like no like just just come and just meet with him and if you can only read a verse today then only read a verse and then talk to him about it write it down if that's your thing draw it if that's your thing i mean whatever it is like there is no set this is how you read the Bible. There are lots of different ways, but it's simply just communing with God through his word. I just this morning got done reading and studying about how like the Bible is the primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and the Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears from the father. Well, guess what? So if you want to hear what God has to say, then you need to be in the Bible because that is the primary way to do it and make yourself do it. Not in a legalistic way, but in a like longing of your heart that like, I want so much more of God. And if I want that, then I better sit down and read my Bible, whether it's two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, day, night, whatever it is, like just start, start right now, not tomorrow, not next week. Start now and just open it up, find a scripture, pray about it, and then see what God has to say about it. Yeah. If you are too busy, I love you. If you are too busy to read the Bible, then you are too busy, period. Mm -hmm. Like something has to go, something you have to wake up earlier, stay up later, like the fact is that the Bible is core, it's foundation. And I also don't think it's always going to be as accessible as we have it now. And yeah, and I hope that's really wrong and I'm totally wrong. But things are changing where there's never been a better time in history to know the in our history at least, to know the Bible and have mm-hmm. it memorized and have it caped. Everything in the world takes and cherry cherry chooses and picks and says oh this is kind of like a bible verse but it's not and it has nothing to do with god right like so much is coming at us that it is more important like now than ever to start and so that's not like pressure that's more like there's a reason and you want Mm -hmm. to be equipped you want to be armored up like we mentioned and and also you get to you get to have this relationship um but I was going to say something about the busy thing, but we won't go there. But so, so many times I can go there too. I get lots of, (laughs) well, that'll be a next episode. Just come back on. It's fine. Um, There's so many times like in the community, right? Our free Facebook community. If you're not in there, get your butt in there. Um, But I get messages on Instagram. Like, how do you hear from God? Right. One of my most asked questions, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you, all of these questions. 
in so many of the episodes, that's why so many of my podcast episodes have to do with Bible because it all comes back to this. You want to mm-hmm. hear what God has to say. The Bible is not the only way, but is the first way. You cannot know what God is saying if you don't know how he sounds, who he is, what his character is, right? You can't yep. have high level of discernment. I mean, like, yes, you can recklessly, right? But you can't necessarily have high level of discernment if you don't know who you're discerning from. You don't know what the spirit does, what his role is, right? Like, there's so many things that always end up with the Bible. The Bible mm-hmm. is important and it is available. It is not, I don't know if I said this on your episode now or my episode, but it is not just for podcasters. It is not just for preachers. It is not just for pastors and people on TV and famous preacher women who I adore that are on stages, right? No, it is for you. It is for I, it is for even the unbelievers to get it like for Mm -hmm. all of us. Right. And so I don't know. Let's do it. Like read your Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's hard. It's a hard thing because the enemy is going to do anything he can to keep you from that. Because when you do that, you're going to realize the power that you have inside of you and you're going to start to know God's voice better and you're going to start listening to him better. And it's just, it's nothing but a bad deal for the devil. And he is going to do everything again. But when you're aware of that and you can shut him down, then it's going to be easier because you're going to be more attuned with the Lord and be like, oh, that's not what he sounds like. Like, he doesn't condemn me. He convicts me. This feels more like condemnation. Hmm. Devil, like, you're done. I figured it out. I figured out what you were doing. And the Bible is what helps you figure out. Because, like, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you know what God's voice sounds like? I'm like, well, I am in the Bible all the time. Now, I'm not, like, stuck up in some room, like, with my nose in the book. I would love to do that, but I don't have all the time in the world for that. But, like, I am in it consistently enough that, like, I know what his voice sounds like. And like, you can't, one of my favorite analogies is like, if you didn't have caller ID on your phone and God called you, would you recognize his voice? And if the answer is no, then you better get in your Bible more because that is where you learn his voice. That's where you learn his characteristics. Would God actually say that? You find that out in the Bible. So get in it. Like it's, it's, if our house burnt down, like that's the one thing I would grab besides my kids. Like, where is my Bible? Like, I need that thing because it's it's my lifeblood. Yeah, it's the phone analogy is super fun. I, I reference the character of God often because you get so many lies thrown at you every day. And so even like a lie that says love is love. Sorry, we went there. It's fine. Um, mm. But or... Uh, there's a few, I'm going to do an episode on these, but there's a few worldly cliches that I hear so much right now that are taken from truth and twisted to make it sound really good and feel great. But those lies or even like, okay, here can condemnation, like Kayla just said, and conviction one is reference from a character of God. If I know the character of God by reading my Bible, I know that yes, he condemns, but not me. And he convicts, but he convicts me. Right. Or I know. And Mm -hmm. Also, it's fun to see different characters in the Bible. So like I've had women say the Lord doesn't like really want to meet with me. I have X, Y, and Z that has happened to me or I have done X, Y, and Z, right? We have past, a past that is pretty ugly. Well, if you'd like to flip to like the like prostitute in the Bible or like David or like all of these dudes in the Bible that are actually hot messes and kill each other and sleep with each other. And yet, not only are they in the Bible, 
but there's freedom and grace and forgiveness and like repentance happens. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. you don't know that if you're not reading those stories, you just think, oh, it's for the good people and the people that don't have a past like mine. And that is a lie from the enemy because shocker, mm-hmm. we all have past. So we can see characters, people in the Bible and be like, huh, well, okay. The Lord still forgave them Israelites that were bratty little children for so long, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of examples, but I think if we don't have the truth of who God's character is, what his voice sounds like on the phone, what he has done for people previously, then we have less hope for what he can do for ourselves. Like, Mm. you know, we don't think it applies to us and it absolutely does. The Bible is very clear that his word is used then. And he's the same God then as he is now today. And so we, Mm -hmm. we know who God is by reading the word of God. Before we go, I want to ask you a question that you asked me, sucker. What is your favorite book of the Bible? <laughs> that was hard. Oh, you got me. I know. I know. When I first came up with that for my podcast, I was like, this is so clever. This is going to be great. And everybody's like, are you kidding me? You're going to make me choose? So um, my go-to, like, the one I will always, like, just run back to is Ephesians because the armor of God is there. I love Paul. I love his bluntness because, like, that's how I am. Like, don't sugarcoat anything for me. I want hit over the head with a two by four if that's what it takes. Like, just tell me and I will, like, then I'm aware. But the armor of God is like, man, that is like my sweet spot. I can talk about that all day long. I got, like, the little, like, figurine that you can buy at the Christian bookstores. Like, I got one of those as a gift once. I like the whole shebang. When anybody's like, oh, the armor of God, they all, like, turn and look at me. Like, here I am. Let me know when you want more details. Yeah. So, yeah, Ephesians yeah. is where I land a lot. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. I Paul is one of. I have two Bible boyfriends. I talk about him often here on the podcast. And one is Paul. Mm-hmm, same thing. Mm-hmm. And one is John because why wouldn't you want to be the beloved? Right, um, right. That is so fun. <laughs> Kayla, before we go, thank you so much seriously so much for this conversation and for yeah. just your bluntness which i love and appreciate but also your um what is the word like comforting like hey girl sister friend on the other end of this speaker you can do it and i appreciate that um mm. before we go though i want you to tell all of the people where we can find you and connect with you and get all the things Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I love conversations like this where they're just like, go have fun. Like, yes, I get to talk to people. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Kayla Diane Yoder. Uh, my website is KaylaDiane.com. Uh, I'll make sure and send those over to Sam so she can share them with you. I'm working on getting some new things out by the end of this first quarter. So make sure you are staying up to date with that. I mean, full website redesign, like the whole shebang and new offerings and lots of things like that. So hopefully it'll become like Kayla Diane discipleship is the goal. Um, kind of like the abundant woman co. So that's right now. That's where you can find me. Instagram is probably the best place to like come hang out. Thank you so much. And yes, friends, all the links will be in the show notes below and all the things connected to Kayla are right below. Thank you. Thanks. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, 
going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.